Good evening, everyone. This is Tav Founder. I am here on an online interview with Ms. Yasmin Ver, who is a Kazakhstani American citizen living in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Good evening, Ms. Yasmin. Uh, good evening, Tav Founder. Good evening, everyone. I'm very pleased to be here with you this evening. Thank you very much for joining us today, this evening. Well, afternoon for you back in the U.S. and evening for us, at least here in Europe. Thank you for <laughs> just giving us the time to get online and just have a conversation about life and important things about life. So can you please tell us about yourself? Well, um, I am Kazakhstani-American. I have not always been an American citizen, and I've uh, joined the military and earned my citizenship through that. I have always been grateful to be in a new country, in a new environment, and new culture, new people. And I feel like um, there were many opportunities for me to grow and help people around me grow um, in the U.S. Wow, that's powerful. That's amazing. And also <laughs> just letting the general world public know that I had the honor of meeting Ms. Yasmin last year in Spain as she was here to do a language course in the same oh, you're, institute you're that I also studied Spanish. And she is a wonderful firecracker because she has so much good and greatness to give. I had never seen her. I knew her for maybe a few months, but I never saw her without a smile on her face and it didn't depend oh. on the kind of day she had or not. And that, that's why I wanted you to be here, honestly, because... It's not about I've known someone for 15 years and that's why I want to interview them. It's about they have touched my humanity in a way that I hope I have touched their humanity. And I would just like for their voice and my voice to be heard and just presented to those around the world who might be having a hard day or might be a Kazakhstani American trying to go through the same thing that you're going through. But then they're just going to hear one person who did it. And that person to me at least is you because I don't know any Kazakhstani American. All right. <laughs> All right. So can you please tell us about your job, what you do for a living? What is your job in the U.S.? Um, well, currently I just work in a small boutique fitness studio as a membership coordinator. And um, I speak to people who come in and I see how our studio can benefit them. And uh, basically that's it. It's pretty okay, small deal. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a start. It's a living. You're earning a living. So whatever it is someone's doing for a living, I still respect them. At least they're trying. Even if you're trying and you've not gotten there yet, it still speaks about a person's humanity, courage, and not giving up is something that is very important because we've all had instances where we are, I don't know if I can go on anymore with this job or this person or this relationship or this thing I have to study or this exam, but if you can find it in the depth of your person that this is for a reason, then you don't give up and we don't give up. So can you please tell us yeah. how is it? I knew that you served in the American army to become a citizen, but wow, how is it to serve in the American army? Please explain to us. It is very inspiring because whenever you go, you're getting fed to your basic training needs all kinds of people from all walks of life, you know, all incomes, upbringings, educational level. And okay. you just, you just 
know that you, every person you meet in the walk of life, yeah, is capable of teaching you something. It's whether it's been something how you want to become, what you want to be, or something that you don't want to be. So I think that we shouldn't take that for granted and learn every lesson we can. That's very true. I actually mentioned this in one of the interviews I had. I can't remember with who it was, but I think it was actually another American, Mr. Anastas Valerio. And I said, every time I interview a person, I'm learning. And you just mentioned that, that you can always learn from someone and it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter where they're from. As long as you give the listening ear and the open heart, you can always learn something. And sometimes we learn things without even knowing we're learning them until we are in a situation where maybe it's a deja vu, maybe it's something else that makes you go, oh, I remember Miss Jasmine told me this last year and here I am in this situation. Now I know what I need to do, or at least I have an option of what I should do because then you're not blindsided by something that has just happened in life and no one's ever heard of it and no one has an answer for you about it, right? Exactly. You're exactly right. Um, while I was in the military, I've met so many people who have been through many things and they have had enough grit to stay in the path that they have chosen and go for their goals. And um, there were people who have been, you know, here in the U.S. for a very long time trying to earn their citizenship, trying to support their families, trying to keep everyone in their families safe and uh, it was just so satisfying so wonderful to see them get that citizenship people were crying and I've seen their families being there it was it was incredibly uplifting and it inspired me to try and do better in life for for just everyone around me and uh I try, I know, I grow a little garden at home and I try, you know, to help the earth and the environment and the little ways that I can. It's um, a little passion of mine that yeah. I, would, I wanted to share with all of you today. And um, you can do little things and maybe those little steps will inspire someone else next to you because, you know, these things that I'm describing to you of people in the military inspiring me, people, yeah. you know, in school and just people that I've met inspiring me. For them, those were just little things that they did every yeah. day. Yeah. For me, those were changing things. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Another thing I also mentioned was at least maybe not on on an interview, but I mentioned to someone in family or friend group, and I said, just do a little bit, just one tiny little bit of something can actually change the world. You're planning, you're taking care of your garden, which means that you're feeding and fueling the earth, which is what the earth needs the most right now, because climate change, we'll get into that later, but you're doing your little part to make sure that the earth itself is being fed because if the earth is not fed, we are not fed because we're not going to get food or a cattle or whatever it is that we need to have, build a house, whatever it is that we need, we need the earth itself to be taken care of. And if you're doing your little part and you're saying you, you were touched by these military people who worked so hard to become citizens, to give themselves a right, to give their families a right, you, someone might be listening to you right now and go, wow, she sounds like a strong female. I want to maybe try this path of becoming a citizen by joining the military because maybe many people are like, 
I'm a woman. I don't know if I'm going to be strong enough to do it. This is just something that I'm thinking. There are many women that can do it. There are many women that are more capable of doing it actually than men are, but it's finding the strength in yourself to say, I can do it because someone else did it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You also need, you also always need to remember that it should be something that you're ready for, that you, yeah. you know, like you can do. And I, I know that there are doubts, but it should be something that is for you. I don't think people should be forced into doing something yeah. because someone else is doing that. But yeah. if it does inspire them, if they do, you know, get up and go do something they were afraid to do before, I'm, I would be just so very happy, regardless yeah. of what inspired them to do so. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm, I completely agree with you in the sense that, you know, people need to depend. We all need someone or we all need something or someone to look up to. Like, I might have looked up to you when I met you here, and then you looked up to someone else, and it's just a chain of interconnectivity. This is a meeting I had with Mr. Jaime Ojeda, and I said, interconnectivity. He said, basically, we are all connected, and we don't even know it. And you might never meet someone. You might never go to a continent. Maybe you've never been to, let's say, Australia. You might have never stepped ground there, but you don't even know just on, like, I always say the scale of humanity, on the level of humanity we are all interconnected and we don't even know it. And he also mentioned that we are in a world, a technological world where we can actually just go online and read stuff and find out information about things that were harder to find out before. So now we're actually understanding that we're actually a lot more alike than different. So I might be, let's say in one part of the unit world, you might be on the other extreme end and to our cultural differences, we might think, there's no way we can have anything in common, but we'll never know that until we have interconnected or until we've had a conversation or at least until we've opened up our minds enough to be you're different and I'm different. Hi, just to start as opposed to you're different and I'm different. I don't want to talk to you or I might be scared to encounter you in a situation or just open up your mind, I guess is what I've been trying to tell people is I've told myself. So whatever I try to preach to anyone, I need to say that to myself first, because if I can't believe it myself, I should definitely not be telling someone else that I think this could be a situation to help them or whatnot. Okay, so just, yeah, so just going into like my passion for the interview now, like health and education and climate change, right? So what do you think is, what? which of the three are you most passionate about? Health, education, and climate change. Well, I I can't really pick because I think they are, as you said, interconnected. You, you, I mean, you need to have a healthy climate. You need to have a uh, healthy planet in order to um, be healthy yourself, to grow food, to be able to sustain humanity for the years and centuries to come. And you cannot do that without education. So, mm. Okay, so let's get into maybe climate change. Because since you love to take care of the earth around you, you garden, you take care of your environment. So I guess in a way, at least the way that I'm perceiving it, is that you like what you're trying to do for the planet and not just for yourself. Because if you're serving the planet, you're serving the world. If you're feeding yourself, you're only feeding yourself. But if you're taking care of the planet 
you're gardening, you're not throwing garbage on the floor where it shouldn't be, then you're thinking about not just yourself, but also everyone else on the planet who can, in one way or another, be affected by this garbage that you've left on the floor. But you've decided, I don't do that. I'm going to try to also garden and make the earth healthier. All right, so climate change. Have you been in Kazakhstan? Have you ever been in Kazakhstan? Or have you just lived your whole life in the U.S.? Uh, I have actually been uh, brought up in Kazakhstan till okay. I was 17 years old. Okay. So can you tell us the differences in how you've seen maybe the environment and climate change between the U.S. and Kazakhstan? Is there a certain brief kind of knowledge that you can give the world about? I've never been to Kazakhstan, for example. So just to have an understanding of how climate change can or cannot be affecting Kazakhstan and how it's affecting your present environment. Um, what I would say that back in Kazakhstan, I felt like people were a little more connected to nature okay. and to environment. There are definitely problems um, with pollution there and certain people, you know, not being, not doing the right thing. Nature is there in our cities. We have very green cities. We have okay. lots of you know animals come in. And okay. people try to be aware over there. They try they have summer houses where they grow crops and foods. Um I know me and my grandma did. Um for a long time and okay. that's where my passion for growing food came okay. from we had several apple trees on the property we had several berry bushes we were growing potatoes yeah. and strawberries and raspberries and uh, it was an incredible experience being a kid and just you know doing all that and having my little adventures, getting my own food, playing with animals on the property. So I thought that I wanted to bring that back into my family. And I did not realize that it can, you know, affect people, more people around me rather than just my immediate family and friends. Yeah. Okay. So now you're actually presenting to me or telling me as a person who has Kazakhstani heritage and who's also lived there, I'm getting a firsthand information type of information, let's say, from you. And that's the kind of information I like because something that I can read online can be someone else's opinion about the situation at hand at the present moment. But you as a person who has felt the culture, who has lived in the culture, you've mentioned to us you did gardening with your grandmother and it became a thing that you love to do because of maybe the good connection you have with your grandmother. And that's why you've taken that all the way from Kazakhstan in Asia and you've started doing it in the US, your present home. So this is like how culture and history and heritage can be so imprinted, I guess, in us in a way that you're doing it because you enjoy it, but also it might be because of the connection and the love that you had with your grandmother. So what do you think the issues are now that you see around the world when it comes to climate change? Do you feel differences in temperature? Have you seen changes? Is it harder to garden, for example? Please let us know. Um, well, yes, actually. I have, I'm talking to my grandma every day. I give her a call when it's evening here okay. and it's morning there. We have exactly 12 hours difference, which is okay. lovely. Um, 
and uh, my grandma's kept telling me how it's almost July now and they still have to wear, you know, uh, light coats when they go out in the evening sometimes because it just gets cold. And when I was growing up, I don't remember June or July being cold ever. There were summer rains and things like that. And maybe it was one evening out of the month, but it was never consistently cold for a couple of days. And uh, now it is. So I feel like that's concerning. Okay. All right. So now living in the U.S. and hearing that story from your grandmother, are you also feeling the same kind of changes in the U.S.? And how do you think we need to educate ourselves, being someone who is a lover of the planet, a spokesperson, an advocate for nature, for the planet? How do you think we need to educate ourselves? This is me getting into education. How do you think we need to educate ourselves based on the two countries that you hold heritage and citizenship and a place of residence. How do you think we need to educate ourselves about combating these things like climate change that when it rains, we can't affect, we can't affect if it rains or not. But in your opinion, what do you think, how do you think we need to educate ourselves about moving forward in a positive way with this? Well, um, unfortunately, As far as I'm aware, we are past the point where our individual effort can Mm -hmm. make a dent in the current climate problem. Excellent. Exactly. What I think we we need to do is use all the benefits of the modern age and uh, technology and use the internet to our benefit. Research, 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 make sure that you keep an open and critical mind and sure you keep sorry um, you need to talk a little louder i feel like um your like volume has gone down i don't know if maybe you're speaking away from the microphone i'm so sorry oh yeah Sounds like yeah now i can hear you. i just it was just a few seconds where you were saying something really I, I can hear I to... interview of someone else just being read over hello <laughs> No, please continue because what you're saying is excellent and it's smart and it's, we need to hear this. The world needs to hear this. So we need to collectively get together and use all the resources we have. Please continue. Yeah, I think that you just need to make your research and make, uh, keep critical mind and uh, check the sources of, of, of whatever you're reading. And, uh, you need to go out and you need to vote you need to vote for people who are going to um, benefit the earth benefit the environment who are looking to protect it who are looking to stop pollution who are looking to you know okay. save us all so um and i even though I said that scientists are saying that our individual effort is not going to make a big dent in the environmental crisis, yeah. well, at least try. So whatever you can do on your own, in your own kitchen, in your own backyard, growing yeah. food, growing plants, growing trees, do that. Yeah. Do what you like, do what you can. Yeah, that's very true. Something that is actually really important that every single person, we are over 7 billion people, every single person in the world can plant a plant, can plant a tree. In this very moment, I can decide I have seeds or I'm going to get seeds from my neighbor if I can't afford to buy it, but I'm going to plant something. 
And this is something that I can say, I would like the whole world to start a movement and every person just needs to plant one thing, just one thing. And you just put it in your backyard, put it in your uh, garden, put it wherever it is that you can put it so it grows and you just take care of that. And that's it. If you're a baby, have someone else do it for you. If you're too old, no one's actually too old to plant. You might be too young to understand the soil and what to plant and watering it. But once you've reached a certain age, you're not too old to plant something. If every single person plants something, a tree, a plant, a fruit, a vegetable, that's 7 billion times more of the green nature that we need, the oxygen that we need to fuel our planet, more trees, more plants, more fruits, more anything that are absorbing the carbon emissions that we have all collectively put together in the atmosphere, but people are not understanding it's the carbon emissions that are coming from cars, from trains, from factories, from so many other things that are making the planet warmer, that is confusing the planet, that is also confusing your grandmother. It's raining or it's cold when it's not supposed to be, right? And I've heard so many older people who have told me it wasn't like this when I was your age and I don't understand why it is now. And I'm thinking they're giving us really, really important information that we really need to pay attention to. If someone is telling you 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it wasn't this bad, it wasn't this hot, people are thinking, oh, but it's only plus two degrees hotter. That's a huge difference on a global climate. And not just it's hotter in my room or it's hotter in my house, it's globally hotter. And for, even, for it to go even 0.5 degrees higher, that is huge. But it, I think the last time I checked, it was somewhere between 1.5 or 2 degrees. And it's just getting yeah. hotter and it's rising. And our seas are dying. Acidity is killing the coral reefs in Australia. And it's just I've been watching documentaries and seeing things that I'm learning every day, as I said. And I'm thinking, if I don't tell people, which is why we're on this podcast... I feel like I'm not doing what I meant, what I'm meant to do in this world is what I feel. I don't know what it is exactly, but I feel like if I don't just put this out to everyone in the world who wants to listen and I have this information and you have this information, I feel like it's very unfair because it's not someone's fault if they don't know something. But if someone in a country is listening to this and they hear it and they pass it on to other people, then we're giving everyone the fair chance to decide what they can do as a person. So you might be in a first world country right now and you can read this online. So am I. Someone might not have access to internet or podcasting or whatever it might be. But if someone in the neighboring country can just see, I saw and I heard from people, from individuals, something that now is an explanation of why it's hotter and why we need to pay attention to this, then I think that we can start making some kind of tiny little change, no matter how small it is, right? Mm -hmm. So please, exactly. Yeah, let's get into like health, and then just end the interview on health and what is health. Just well, just to add something to our last point and end it on a positive note. Okay. Um, speaking of the seeds and growing, growing your own plant in your backyard, my uh, sister-in-law actually was the one who inspired me to try it out. I got a mango seed from the store and I germinated it and. Now I'm a proud owner of four mango trees and one avocado, several lemons and kumquats. So there you go. You can 
you can just grow the food you eat and buy at the supermarket. Exactly. Um, Exactly. All right. And you wanted to speak about health to me? Yeah, just about health. Like, just um, because health for me, based on my studies and what I do for a living, health is just the big major thing. But it might not be as big to you because nature and trees and climate change is what matters to you. But also that is becoming my passion because then it's affecting the health of the world itself and the people on the planet. So why do you think knowing about health is important or knowing about how to take care of yourself is important based on the conversation we've had now? I mean, knowing how to take care of yourself is what every adult person should be able to do. And, yeah. Um, knowing about your health is part of it. So yeah. um, if you want to survive, you have to learn. And uh, you want to take care of your kids, you have to know things. So this is something that everyone will learn eventually and if you won't then the old age is going to be painful and exactly it's gonna be painful yeah (laughs) and you're not gonna be happy with yourself so learn how to take care of yourself be healthy you don't have to be a health freak you just need to be reasonable in what you eat in your diet and in your exercise make sure you're clean okay yeah that's pretty much it wow I have, like, learned so much from this interview, and you probably don't know that, but once you've listened to the interview, you're going to be like, he is reconfirming something I said or not, but I have learned so much, and that's why I'm telling you before the interview ends, and before it ends, can you please tell us one positive message that you want to pass on to the world, whoever's listening, what is one good thing that you just want the world to know? Um, one good thing is that times are changing whether we want it or not and the change that's going to happen in the future is in your hands and then the work that you're putting in right now so put in some good work and if you are in some bad place right now then my message is the same to you times are changing and tomorrow might be better than it is now and you don't even know it so keep on going and keep on living keep on breathing wow thank you for that keep on breathing and living don't give up during the hard times the good times won't last you've actually given more than just one which is excellent because then you're not limiting yourself to this is all i have to say you're actually just pouring out your heart to the world and saying it's going to be hard keep on going it's going to be great still keep on going if you're not having a great day keep on going but just make sure that you are still just trying to get better or to feel better. So thank you so much for this interview and for all the information you've given us. You have taught more people, I promise you, than you know. And you've definitely taught me. I've learned a lot from this interview. And we didn't talk about these topics before. We just kind of got into it. And that's why I say I'm learning as I interview people and not I talked to them first and they told me everything and we chose what we would like to talk about. You know, we did the sincerity of trying to just have the honest truth put out about these things that matter to everyone. So thank you very much, Ms. Yasmin, for being on this interview. Well, thank you, Taft Founder. Thank you, the audience. And uh, just thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Have an excellent day.
night, evening, morning, and don't forget what Miss Yasmin has taught us that is the major thing that I won't forget is don't give up. No matter how hard it is, don't give up because eventually things will get better. All right. So everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you all. Thank you.